Hello, this is Natalie Baker, Vice President of Marketing at Breckenridge, and welcome to the Breckenridge Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Breckenridge's President, Peter Coffin, and I'm really excited about the call today. You know, most of us know the traditional reasons why you invest in fixed income, but today, Peter's going to take us a step beyond that and discuss some of the less obvious reasons for owning bonds, especially in today's environment. So Peter, we've seen a lot of volatility recently, particularly in December and going into January. Can you give us some additional color on what we've seen in markets as of late? Thanks, Natalie. Yes, yes, indeed, we have seen a lot of volatility in 2018. It actually started way back in February of 18 when there were some imbalances as a consequence of a trade related to the VIX that drove equity prices down quite precipitously. They bounced back. Um, But then again in December, we saw quite a bit of volatility. And I think what's interesting is that it seemed unrelated to the fundamentals of the economy at the time. And instead, more of a function of imbalances and dislocation that was created by some model-driven quantitative momentum trading, probably the growth in the ETFs and and passive strategies um, could play into this, and and just some general challenges in liquidity across uh, different markets that were noted. So I do think that December was a challenging time for the markets and a, a period of heightened volatility that seemed unrelated or unconnected to the fundamentals of the economy. I see. So in this new era of heightened volatility, when fundamentals are seemingly detached from market prices, are there any implications from an investment standpoint? Well, I I would say there are definitely implications because volatility is challenging for investors to cope with. And the most important thing for investors is to Be patient, um, be rational, think long-term. We're all long-term investors, but unfortunately, by necessity, we're short-term evaluators. In the short-term, things can look pretty unsettling, and investors can have a hard time dealing with that. Behavioral finance is a field that has grown quite a bit over the last few decades, and there's been some great work that points to how investors were, are, are not machines, that they really struggle um, with loss aversion and hurting and hubris. And, and so uh, the challenge, I think, from an investment strategy and allocation is in this period of heightened volatility that seems a little less predictable and a little less tethered to underlying economic fundamentals is helping investors cope with that volatility and keep focused on the long term. So it makes intuitive sense to me that investors may be challenged to be patient when markets are volatile. So how can fixed income help investors cope with short-term volatility? I think there are really two ways that a fixed income portfolio helps investors cope with volatility. And the first is well understood and within modern portfolio theory, and that is that high-quality bond prices tend to benefit from Uh, flight to quality in a risk-off market. That is, um, investors who are 
nervous and selling risk assets like equities tend to seek out bonds, high quality bonds. Bonds, first of all, have more reliable and predictable cash flow, but they're also higher in the capital structure. So bond prices tend to go up and that offsets or counterbalances the decline in equity prices. And I think most investors know that fixed income plays that role. Yes, I would agree. But the second way goes a little beyond that into the field of behavioral finance. And I would argue that one of the benefits for investors of investing in a portfolio of bonds directly is that they can derive a return from the cash flow from the coupon and the principal payments that is earned independent of the market. And as a consequence, they can focus beyond short-term market fluctuations and volatility and look to that reliable and predictable cash flow, making them less beholden to market returns and giving them somewhat of a haven from that short-term volatility. So this is a really interesting perspective, bringing behavioral finance in as an argument for fixed income. Is there any data or research that you have connected to this perspective? Well, there is, I believe. Uh, First, Richard Thaler, one of um, the leading economists in behavioral finance, has done some studies not about bonds directly, but one of the studies he did related to what's called myopic loss aversion, which simply noted that investors that obsess about short-term market prices have weaker performance than those investors who are actually kept in the dark on market performance and, and as a consequence, by necessity, focused more on long-term returns. So I would argue that bond portfolios, while not keeping investors in the dark, do help by virtue of generating a reliable, predictable, long-term cash flow and thereby enable an investor to cope with market dislocation more effectively. These cash flows essentially make it less likely that an investor would panic when they see short-term volatility occurring. Exactly. And the other thing that supports this case is just looking at those investors in bonds that lack that predictable, reliable cash flow, including a principal payment. And that would be investors in bond funds, because a bond fund is a share in a bond portfolio and uh, has no maturity date. So lacking that maturity date, we see that investors in bond funds are much more apt to head for the exits to redeem their shares or sell their shares in the bond fund in periods when market prices are going down. In fact, that's pretty well documented by looking at the um, ICI data or the Fed flow of funds data. And interestingly, you also see plenty of evidence that at the same time that bond fund investors tend to head for the exits as interest rates are rising and bond prices are going down, uh, individuals tend to be buying bonds directly. So holders actually increase their holdings, which would support the case that those owning bonds directly are better able to weather periods of volatility. All right, Peter, this is all really interesting. Is there anything more you'd like to say to sum everything up? Well, I'd like to just emphasize that none of what I've suggested about the the value of holding bonds directly and 
earning a cash flow and deriving a return independent of the market is to diminish the importance of looking at market returns and relative returns and, and all the analysis and attention that we give that at Breckenridge um, is very relevant and very important. I am simply saying there's been a lot of work and good research on behavioral finance. I think we understand that investors are not machines. And I think looking outside the box of modern portfolio theory is helpful. And I think that a bond portfolio can be better understood um, with that perspective. Well, thanks, Peter. Thank you. We hope that you and the field have found this informative. And for more information, please see Peter's companion blog post, which is located on our website. Have a great day.